Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's up, everybody? Good morning and welcome into the Philly Sports Power Hour with Bill Calarulo on this beautiful Tuesday in November. And we got some snow on the ground. It is snowing out there today. It is officially wintertime, man. It is officially wintertime. I get a little depressed when the winter gets here, man. I'm a big golfer, so you can't golf when it's snowing. You can't golf when it's too cold, but... Hope everybody's doing well today. We got a great show planned for today. We're going to be joined later on in the show by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro today. Talk a little bit about that Buffalo Bills game and looking ahead at the San Francisco 49ers. And these Eagles are underdogs against the Niners. I love it. Absolutely love it. And we got to talk about our 76ers who crushed the L.A. Lakers last night. And then our fly guys back in action tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes after getting back into the winning column this weekend. So let me see who we got in the house. Let's get a little bit of a roll call from my Power Hour crew this morning. I see Bridget Tobin checking in nice and early today, making fun of me for saying I'm a big golfer because she's seen my struggles on the golf course time and time again. Wine Niners, wine in the house. Good morning to you. Brandon Lewis. Good morning to you. A little bit of a light crew to start the show today on this Tuesday. Maybe the, sh- maybe the snow is slowing some people down. Maybe the snow is slowing some people down. I don't think so. It's not really sticking out there. It's not really sticking out there. But Vince Engel King checking in. Keep checking in in the chat. Love my power hour crew. Like I said, we'll be joined a little bit later today by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. And if you guys usually tune in for Sports Take at 11 o'clock, I'm going to be hosting Sports Take with Rob Ellis today. So Tone and D-Gun unable to make it. So you got me for four straight hours right here on the Jacob Sports Network. But I see more people tuning in as Wine Niners Wine said Bird 365 is going over. I'm going to have to yell at John and Jody running overtime. But good to see everybody starting to scroll in here to the Power Hour Wine Niners, Wine, Andy B, Vince Engelking, Jim G, Tyrone, Chuck Hutton. Good morning to everybody. But let's take a quick look at the Philadelphia 76ers last night. They beat LeBron and the L.A. Lakers by 46 points. Tyrese Maxey had 31 and eight assists. Joel Embiid with a triple-double, 30 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. They looked good last night. Joel didn't even need to play in the fourth quarter last night. So they absolutely dominated that game. And you look at the NBA standings, Sixers are doing all right. We've talked about this before. They now have won two in a row. They're sitting there tied with the Milwaukee Bucks at 12-5. and That's all we need the Sixers to do. 
just keep winning enough games, stay in playoff contention. We now have the assets that if something happens at the trade deadline, a player becomes available, the Eagles can be, or excuse me, the Eagles, the Sixers can be in that conversation to hopefully make a move. So big win for the Sixers last night. And what do you guys think, for those who are still in the chat, what do you think of LeBron these days? Still got it. He's still got it. Definitely not the LeBron of old, but he only puts up 18 points last night. You remember a couple years ago before LeBron signed in L.A.? Sixers were in. Sixers were in that conversation. Would you still want LeBron on this team? If you could get LeBron James, would you still want to make a move for one of the greatest of all time? And we're not going to have the debate today on the show, but I will just let you know I am a Jordan guy. I am an MJ guy. I would take MJ over LeBron, but I know that is a big debate for a lot of people. But I see more people checking in. Chuck Hutton's excited for four hours. Well, see if you're still excited after you have me for four hours. Twiz checking in. Adam's Exploits checking in. Jim G saying LeBron was minus 30 last night. He was. He was minus 30. But look, you get beat by 46 points. Everybody on that team was a minus. Everybody. Anthony Davis minus 13. Jackson Hayes minus 33. They got crushed. Vince Engelking agreeing with me would take MJ over LeBron all day. Brian Davis checking in. Eagles fan checking in. Love it. Love spending time with the Power Hour crew. And if you missed it to start the show, I will be also co-hosting Sports Take. Bounder Johnson saying where our wish is granted. I will be co-hosting Sports Take with Rob Ellis right after this show. So, And we're going to be joined by Dave Spadaro shortly. Well, let's jump away from the Sixers for a second, and let's talk about my Philadelphia Flyers Back in action tonight, before we turn our focus to the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk about the Flyers. Flyers back in action, hosting the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Flyers had won five straight and then lost to the Rangers, bounced back, beating the Islanders over the weekend with a shutout in a shootout. Pretty good game. These guys are playing good hockey, man. Wine Niners Wines always in the chat talking about it. If you guys are Flyers fans... They are playing good hockey right now. Well coached. Tortorella's got them playing well. They're sitting at number three in the Metropolitan Division. And you're going up against the Hurricanes, who are only a point ahead of you, number two in the Metro. So it's a big game tonight for the Fly Guys. Hopefully they can keep playing hard. But you look up and down that lineup. I've told you before, Travis Sanheim on defense is playing maybe the best hockey of his career He leads the team in points right now as a defenseman. Leads all players on the Flyers with 16 points. His time on ice is over 26 minutes a game. He's playing a lot of hockey, and he's playing really, really well. And then you look at Ryan Poling, young player, four points in his last five. Konechny, Farabee, they each have 15 points apiece. They're playing some good hockey. Cam Atkinson starting to come on. Owen Tippett's been playing well. Couturier is doing his thing. He's back. He's healthy. And some of these young guys are exciting to watch. Bobby Brink, Morgan Frost starting to bring it a little bit. 
And they've been getting good goaltending. Not only from Carter Hart, but Samuel Erson looks like a pretty solid backup. Playing pretty well. And they've called on him a lot. Carter's played in 12 games. Samuel Erson's played eight games this year. He's four and three with a two, seven, eight goals against. I mean, they're playing pretty well, man. They are playing pretty well. So be sure to check them out tonight. Flyers at home against the Hurricanes at 730. <laughs> and I see Adam's exploits saying, okay, two minutes of hockey next. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking hockey. I know a lot of people aren't hockey fans, but if you are hockey fans, these are not the Philadelphia Flyers of the last couple of years. They're playing pretty hard. But let's turn our focus over to the San Francisco 49ers, and we're going to be joined by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro shortly. But what do you guys think? We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Are you happy? that the Philadelphia Eagles are three-point dogs now. Three-point dogs at home, sitting here 10-1. and one. Two games better than the 49ers. And the Philadelphia Eagles are three-point underdogs. Does that make you happy? You like that? This morning, I woke up. I threw on ESPN early in the morning. And I was shocked. To see Herm Edwards, former Philadelphia Eagle Herm Edwards on ESPN, they asked him for his rankings in the NFC. And are you ready for this? Number one, the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys. He has the Eagles as the number three team in the NFC. That's coming from Herm Edwards. This team is still getting disrespected. And I love every second of it, man. I love it. Because one of the things you don't want with a football team is to get too high. You hear Jalen Hurts talk about it a lot. Sirianni talk about it a lot. You don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low. But at 10-1, and one, it would be easy for a team to start, start sniffing yourself a little bit. Start thinking that you're better than everybody else. Not this team. Because, number one, they're not getting the respect nationally, which I love. And, two, they haven't played a complete game. We keep talking about it. But they keep finding ways to win. And that is what's such a good thing right now. Although we're all losing years off of our life watching these games. It's good that they haven't put a complete game together yet, but keep winning. Because they're still trying to get better every single week. And we've talked about it. You don't want to peak too early in the NFL. And this team hasn't peaked yet. It's crazy to say, but even though they are 10-1, and one, they still haven't peaked. But what Herm Edwards said on ESPN this morning, disgraceful putting the Cowboys above the Eagles in your rankings. We just beat the damn Cowboys. But I talked a little bit about this on the Legal Hands to the Face show last night. And if you guys didn't get a chance, we went 90 minutes talking Philadelphia Eagles. You could check it out right here on YouTube. Or you could head over to all your favorite podcast platforms. The audio has now been uploaded at Legal Hands to the Face. So if you want 90 minutes of Eagles talk, we did it last night. Talked about that Buffalo Bills game, but also talked about the San Francisco 49ers game coming up. But it's not hard to see why the national media 
is putting the 49ers over the Philadelphia Eagles. Because if you look at the wins so far this season, the San Francisco 49ers, in their eight wins, they've won by an average of over 20 points a game. They've beaten seven teams by more than seven. Seven of their eight wins were by more than a touchdown. And like I said, they're averaging over 20-point difference in all of their wins. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they're only averaging seven points. They've only beaten three teams by more than seven. So I think a lot of these national analysts are looking at the point differential and going with the San Francisco 49ers. But the point differential isn't what matters. Winning is what matters. And you look, Philadelphia Eagles net points so far this year, they're at a plus 64. The San Francisco 49ers are at a plus 140. That's what the national media is looking at. But what I want to look at is the actual teams. The actual teams. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you look at the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm not going to sit up here as much as I hate the San Francisco 49ers. And I know all of you hate the San Francisco 49ers. They're a really good team. A really good team. You look up and down their lineup. Let's just start on that defensive line. They were already a good defensive line last season with Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. And what'd they do? They signed one of our Eagles away. They bring in Javon Hargrave. Paid him a ton of money bringing in Hargrave and putting him on the interior of that defensive line. We know how good Hargrave is. He was here for three years doing it. And then at the trade deadline, they go out and they get Chase Young. That defensive line is stacked. Stacked. And then right behind them, you have one of the best linebackers, if not the best linebacker in the NFL, in Fred Warner. If Fred Warner wasn't on the San Francisco 49ers, I think he'd be one of my favorite players in the league. Guy is good. Now, one advantage the Eagles may have is both safeties for the 49ers are on IR. But that defense is extremely deep and really good. And one of the major factors in this game is going to be how healthy is Lane Johnson. Because you look at that defensive line, as good as Jack Driscoll played in the Buffalo Bills game, Buffalo Bills have a good defensive line. They were number two in the NFL in sacks. They have a good D-line. But they're not on the level of this San Francisco 49ers D-line. You just look at the D-line on the Niners, and every single one of these players is an absolute stud. And Jason Kelsey's going to have his hands full in the middle. He's got a lot of experience going up against Javon Hargrave in practice. So we will see, but still curious if Lane Johnson's going to be able to go in this game on the offensive side of the ball. But I talked about the point differential 
and I'm giving credit to the San Francisco 49ers defensive line and their defense, but I went and looked at the teams they've beaten so far this year. They've only beaten one team in the top 13 in the NFL in total yards per game, and that was the Dallas Cowboys. Every other offense they've played hasn't even been in the top 13 for total yards. They've only played one offense in the top 10 in rushing yards, and that was the 2-10 and 10 Arizona Cardinals. And they've only played one offense in the top 10 in points per game, again, the Dallas Cowboys. So, yes, they have a good defense, but they have not been tested. They have not been tested by a team, especially a team that has a good running game. So let's hope in this game you see the Philadelphia Eagles you saw in the second half against the Buffalo Bills, not the first half, a team that's a little bit more committed to the run, a little bit more balanced. And let's test this San Francisco 49ers rush defense. Because you look at the numbers, they're second in the NFL in rushing defense. They're only giving up 82 yards a game. But you look at who they've played, and they've only beaten one team with a top 10 rushing offense. And the Philadelphia Eagles are in the top 10. So let's see if they can establish the run early against this 49ers team. And I see Adam's exploit saying he said this last night, and he did, saying, hey, run the ball. Hargrave's not good against the run. But what I said to Adam's exploits last night, and I'll say it again, is Hargrave wasn't great against the run in Philadelphia. And not taking anything away from TJ Edwards, because I think he's a very good linebacker. But Javon Hargrave was playing last year with TJ Edwards and Kazir White behind him. This year, he's got Fred Warner behind him. That's a huge difference, man. And like I said, love TJ. But TJ's not Fred Warner. And that's what makes this 49ers rush defense a little bit better and makes Hargrave a little bit better than what he was last season. But guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we got Eagles insider Dave Spadaro joining the show. I want to talk to him a little bit about that Bills game and then turn our focus to the San Francisco 49ers and get his take on this big matchup on Sunday. So stay tuned, hit that like button, and we'll be right back with Dave Spadaro. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Philly Sports Power Hour with Bill Calarulo. And like we are joined every Tuesday by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. What's going on, brother? Hi, Bill. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, man. We're sitting here 10 and 1, finding ways to win. I'm losing years off my life every Sunday, but a win is a win. What did you think of that game, Dave? Uh, I think we've said every week, right? Dallas, unbelievable. Kansas City, incredible. I mean, it's just this long string of just remarkable games from a team that's really special. And um, I thought it was incredible. I mean, I worried that there was a little bit of flatness from both the crowd with the tryptophan, you know, stuffed fans uh, and the team between Kansas City and San Francisco. And it turned out to be that way a little bit. Um, really give the Eagles a lot of credit for the way they just stay so calm, cool, on point, don't beat themselves. And to me, a huge game. And I think that this team just approaches every game like it is the most important game. And so I know everybody's going to talk about how San Francisco is this huge game, and it is. And then Dallas will be such a huge game, and it will be. But Buffalo was an incredibly important game, too. And the Eagles just play – with that kind of intensity, I thought it was incredible. I love the way Jalen pulled it together. I was talking with Mike Quick this morning about how Jalen was so struggling in that first half, other than that one drive. And the second half, their five, last six possessions, five touchdowns, or four four touchdowns and a field goal in their last six possessions. Amazing stuff. So um, let's just keep it going. And you mentioned, we'll get to Jalen in a second, but you mentioned how this team just approaches every game the same. And I give a lot of credit to Nick Sirianni, the culture he's built 
with this Philadelphia Eagles team has been tremendous, how they just seem to find ways to win, never get down. But why do you think he's not getting as much respect nationally as I think he should be? I I, I don't pay attention to that. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know that he wasn't getting a lot of respect nationally. I can't imagine why you wouldn't give the guy respect nationally. I mean, the Eagles have had the best record or tied with the, for the best record since week one of 2021. So I, I who who's getting a lot of respect? I mean, who's not? I, mean, at, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at, and I know this maybe isn't the national media as much, but you look at the odds for coach of the year. They got Nick Sirianni at number five last year, not in the coach of the year conversation. And I just don't understand how a guy who's now led his team to two straight 10 and one starts. And I think I saw a stat. The only two coaches to ever do that are Tony Dungy and Don Shula. Yep. How this guy isn't in conversations for coach of the year, both years, this year and last. You know, he's my coach of the year. So, I mean, I think he's done a great job here and, I love the way that he is able to bring this team up to a really high level of focus and intensity every week. And hey, I don't, that's not the award that I want, right? Like nobody's into it. Nobody's into it for the individual awards. There's one thing that this football team wants, and the rest of it is all talk. Yeah, I think all the fans would agree with you too, Dave. As long as we're holding up that Lombardi trophy at the end of the year, we're going to be pretty fired up. But you you mentioned Jalen Hurts in that first half. The whole offense just looked off. What did you think was going on in that first half? Yeah, really weird. So they, they get the ball. They have the one drive, 10 plays, 66 yards. And the rest of it, three plays, two plays, four plays, three plays, three plays, one play. I don't know. Um, you know, the last two games, these have been pressure-oriented defenses. And that's kind of taken the Eagles off track a bit. Um, but I don't know. I mean, look, I can understand – a little settling in period with Lane Johnson out and Jack Driscoll in Jack to his credit really got better and better and better. I mean, the man didn't even know he was going to start until, you know, an hour and a half before the game. Um, it didn't take many reps in practice. So I, I give him a lot of credit for that, but I don't know. And certainly it's something to, to work on bill. And there are, there are every component of this team, you know, you address it and you try to make it better. And so that is clearly starting fast. Is it is something that Nick's offense has always really done? They've always played well early in the game, and then they've handled that pre-halftime period, that whatever six to seven-minute period, really well. And um, lately, they haven't been able to put as many points on the board. So it's something to work emphasize this week. I'm sure they are. You know, you can't play 30 minutes against the Niners and expect to win that game. It's got to be a 60-minute all-out great effort, great performance. Um, but certainly something that the coaches and players are working on and addressing and taking very seriously this week because they scored in Kansas City and against the Bills on their second possession and then did very little the rest of the half. So very, very strange. Um, it, too many. It's too difficult. I can't, I can't put my finger on one thing, Bill. I mean, it's just pressure, uh, lack of execution on third down. Eagles were 0-4 on third downs. They led the NFL in third down. Uh, offense coming into the game. So, you know, in a little bit of a lull there, they, they have to correct it. And I, I think they have confidence they will. And we talked about last week, all the signs were pointing to this could have been a trap game against Buffalo, the quote unquote trap game, whether you believe in those or not. But they had the emotional win on Monday night, short week, Thanksgiving holiday mixed in. You got the 49ers coming this week. There were all of these reasons to believe, hey, maybe this would be a letdown game. 
But now you got the 49ers coming off a 10-day rest, and the Philadelphia Eagles defense played 95 snaps yesterday. What does Nick Sirianni, the coaching staff, and the medical staff do this week to make sure this defense is rested for Sunday against the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, it's something that they do every day. It's not just this week. And I've learned over the years that the most important part of an NFL player, okay, it's the recovery. And it's when you come off the field, you hydrate right away, maybe you get a little snack right away. Um, you rest your body. They'll go through a walkthrough, I'm sure, on Wednesday and have a normal – they'll keep their practice. It's actually nice this week for the Eagles to have a full practice week, right? Like last week was a short week. Um, so that's – even though it's not 10 days, it's it feels different for the players to get that extra day of rest. Um, and, look, we're only two weeks out from the bye week. So it's not like the Eagles have been – like the Bills going into their week 12 game, week 13 game now – without a bye week. So, but, but there's enough veterans here to know that you, as soon as Sunday ended, you start recovering. You don't go out and hit the town. You know, you don't dehydrate your body. You get recovery right away. And that means hydration, rest, massages, cold tubs, get all the inflammation out of your body, get your bodies back, get your minds right. And let's go win a game on Sunday. Yeah, you said don't go out, but we did see some Philadelphia Eagles in the house last night at the Sixers game, which I loved. I love when the other yeah. teams support each other. That was pretty yeah. cool. Hey, look, I mean, when Shaq's in town, I mean, when Shaq, when LeBron's in town, um, everybody is paying attention, and and I think it's cool. I mean, I I, I love the way that Jalen is received by the fans. I mean, everybody loves him, and he appreciates it, and saw a little smile there and had some fun. Um, and, and this is a really good Sixers basketball team. So, and there's a lot of Sixers fans in this building. So, um, Hey, I think it's, it, I, I love the way the Phillies and the Eagles and the Flyers and the Sixers all support each other and are part of, you know, Bill, it's like they, they understand they're part of a, an amazing sports culture. And I think fans just take a deep breath every now and then and remind yourself how great this sports town is. Um, it is rare and it, We've been around long enough to know that it's not always like this. It's a really good period of time here. So the players get into it as well, and I think they have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I like it too. Look, you're here to talk Eagles, but we were talking earlier, and I want Dave's Dave's take on this. You a LeBron guy or an MJ guy? Um, MJ was the greatest player of all time. My and, man. But taking nothing away from take, taking nothing away from LeBron, but Michael Jordan was the best player of all time, in my opinion. Agree with but you like, 100%. Like, Stop I don't get into those kind of conversations. Those kind of conversations are silly to me because it's like one in 1A. Who cares? Yeah. Like the, but Jordan, I mean, I saw him a bunch of times for a guard to do what he did um, and had a top 50 player with him in, in Scottie Pippen uh, built around him. That was not an era of super teams. So he, he was durable. He was tough. Did it all. Michael Jordan, number one for me. Love it. Love it. I'm lo- noticing over your shoulder, people in the comments are saying how you have a window. Look at all that greenery back there. You got a green thumb, Dave? I do have a green thumb. I got a lot of this. So, so every day, every year we have on Earth Day, you know, they give away plants. And so all of my plants here are Earth Day, Earth Day machines. Hey, look at so that. I am uh, pleased to say I do have a green thumb, yes. And I, I like to – I grow them from little little tiny plants and just, you know, it's nice to just feel a little, feel, feel a little of the outdoors in here. 
Not me, man. I can keep a snake plant alive. That's about it. Snake plants are really easy to keep alive. Uh, it's it's a, it's an art, Bill. You should enjoy it. It's it's a nice it's a nice little relaxing hobby. I love it. Love it. Well, back to the Eagles, real quick. So one of the reasons why the defense was on the field for ninety five snaps was because they had a really difficult time in this game getting off the field on third down. They let the Bills convert fifty nine percent on third down and seventy percent in that second half. And I know the Buffalo Bills were one of the best third down offenses coming in. You saw what Josh Allen can do with his legs. But really, all season, this defense has struggled to get off the field on third down. I think they were ranked 27th coming in. What are you seeing on third down that's hurt this defense to get off the field? Well, look, I mean, I think that we have recognized that if the defensive line doesn't dominate, then it's difficult for this defense to get off the field. And I thought Josh Allen, I think mobile quarterbacks are a challenge for every defense. And Josh did a terrific job, as did Sam Howell, as did Patrick Mahomes. Um, trying to think uh, who else. Kirk Cousins may have run around a little bit. Um, it's just hard to get off the field. I mean, was, the, the Bills were second in the league in third down percentage offensively. You know, look, I mean, I think the, the, the defense is doing what it has to do, but there's clearly not dominant enough, you know, that they would love to get off the field and be dominant throughout the game. It's just not happening. I don't think the injuries have helped. The instability in the secondary has not helped. Just when you get your secondary healthy, Zach Cunningham goes out. Milton Williams not playing. Fletcher Cox out of the game as well. So, um, you know, do better on first and second down and shut it down on third down. And, and again, against San Francisco, with a team that is at Brock's not a mobile quarterback, but he gets it out really, really fast. He's got a plethora of weapons, very tough assignment for the Eagles defense. Once again. Yeah. And I want to talk about the Niners in a second, but before we do, you and I spoke last week about the clutch gene that Jalen hurts has, and we saw it again on Sunday, but let's talk about another player who is just so damn clutch. Jake Elliott. How impressed are you with Jake Elliott? And I think, a lot of people don't realize because they hear, oh, he's a kicker. Jake Elliott is one of the most athletic guys on this team, an absolute lights-out golfer. I've heard from guys who have played with him that he is a really good golfer as well. But how impressed are you with just how clutch Jake Elliott has been from his rookie season? He's great in everything, Billy. I mean, I would say pound, using a boxing analogy, pound for pound, he's the best athlete on the team. Great tennis player as a kid. Every time they have competitions here, he wins the competition. Um, he's got just a, a he's a flatliner personality. Um, somebody asked me, what's the difference? Who's better, David Akers? Or what, you know, what's the difference between David Akers and Jake Elliott? And I think the only difference is that David played longer than, than Jake has so far. So both great kickers. I mean, I, his, his range is, I mean, he's five of six, I think on 50 plus this year, eight of nine, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And, and, and really studies constantly the weather patterns um he's always on the sidelines kicking i mean it's just and 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 the golf analogy is a good one bill because being a kicker it's you're swinging it's a groove and you know we're just seeing interestingly maybe the best kicker of all time justin tucker with baltimore is now his percentage of converted field goals is now down to 80 percent this year it's like the worst season of his career and it's just that little bit that you push left, you push right, push left. Um, but, man, uh, 
that drive was the tester of all testers for Eagles fans. You're moving ball, the ball down the field, you get in position, then you have the penalties, and then the wind, then they call timeout, the wind just picked up. I was on the field. The wind just started picking up, moving left to right, and Jake just nailed it. So to have a weapon like that, and by the way, as part of a really good special teams unit that we have criticized in the past, people have criticized in the past, let's give the special teams credit right now. They are playing great football. A blocked field goal, Britton Covey, a big-time re uh, return, 18 yards. Um, Braden Mann averaging 52-plus gross, whatever it was, 42 net. You know, Sidney Brown goes down, makes two tackles. Uh, uh, Patrick Johnson had a big tackle in on a punt return. I mean, special teams are getting it done. We'll have to do it again on Sunday. But to have a weapon like Jake is a real, real plus. Um, something that not a lot of teams, not every team for sure, has tested true and in the playoffs is always at his best. And I said it last night. I'd do another show, Legal Hands to the Face, talking about how clutch Jake Elliott is. I think a lot of people forget Super Bowl 52 because there were so many plays that overshadowed his 46-yard field goal at the end of that game to make it an eight-point game in his rookie season in a Super Bowl. That was a huge kick after BG gets the strip sack. If Elliott misses that field goal, you're giving the ball back to Brady with great field position and only a five-point lead. So Jake Elliott has been clutch. And what? His, one of his first games in the NFL, September 24th, 2017, he hit a 61-yarder to beat the I, Giants. So I think, I, I could be wrong, but I think that he's perfect on field goals in the postseason in his career. I had to look that up, but I feel like I've seen that. If I could just access it really quickly here yeah. um, to confirm it, but... Um, I believe he's perfect in the in the postseason, and we are in we are in postseason mode right now. Yeah, we are, and let's switch gears then because we have the San Francisco 49ers coming to town, and we talked about the odds for Coach of the Year award. Well, everybody's angry in Philly. Some of us are a little bit happy because we like being the underdogs, but the San Francisco 49ers are a three point favorite right now, coming to Philadelphia. Does that surprise you a little bit? Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know anything about odds. So I mean, gambling is something that we are not allowed to do. I don't pay any attention to it. I don't ever know the odds. Um, uh, I mean, I I find like I get it. I guess I mean, you don't know. There's a bit of uncertainty about who the Eagles are going to have on the field. The Niners have played really well post bye week. Um, sure, I mean. Look, it just gives the Eagles more – players are always trying to create more um, motivation, if that's possible. So the, the idea of being disrespected, maybe, you know, everybody's going to bring out the underdog masks again. Who knows? But, uh, I mean, bring it on. Like, this is going to be a great game. We knew it from the start of the season. We circled it. We thought once we get to December, this game is going to mean everything could mean the game that – decides who's going to have the home field and the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. And here we are, and it could. So I am all for it. And if that motivates the players just a bit more, so be it. I'm going to ask you this, but I think I already know the answer because I know you don't know a lot about the injury status of players, but you mentioned we don't know who's going to be available. Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Zach Cunningham. I guess we'll find out more as the week goes, right? Yeah, uh, and Goddard, don't know. Um, so 
I mean, they're all rehabbing, they're all getting treatment. And again, just having 48 hours off really can change a lot of things. So hopeful, um, but if not, the Christian Ellis's of the world, hopefully Milton Williams is back. Um, Jack Stoll, the personnel's the personnel packages the Eagles are using, that will have to continue. And it will be very difficult against a top flight team with talent all over the place in the San Francisco 49ers. And I think the Eagles have demonstrated that they have gotten contributions from this 53-man roster, the 16 players in the practice squad. Beyond that, I mean, they've gone deep into it, bringing in the likes of Bradley Roby. So next man up, and let's go. And I know you can't comment on free agents, so I'm not going to ask you about them, but there were reports this morning that Shaq Leonard is visiting Dallas today, is supposed to visit Philly later in the week. So we'll keep monitoring that. We'll see what he has left because he hasn't played a lot of games over the last couple of seasons. But I won't ask you about that. We'll see what happens. We'll keep monitoring it throughout the week. But I see people yeah, in the very, chat. A very unusual situation for a player that accomplished to be on the on the streets here. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I know Nick spoke very highly about him yesterday. Sounds like any team that he joins – would be a he'd be a very welcome addition, Bill. Yeah, well, let's hope he doesn't go to Dallas, Dave. Let's hope that. But speaking of being on the street, I know you have experience. You worked with Frank Reich and highly regarded coach in this city, helped us win Super Bowl 52. And now he's been fired from two jobs in the last two years, the Colts, now the Carolina Panthers. They also get rid of Deuce Staley, Josh McCown, a couple other coaches who were here in Philadelphia at one point. How surprised are you that Frank Reich's been fired two years in a row now? Really surprised. But, I mean, I guess knowing the kind of the track record of, of what they're doing in Carolina, shouldn't maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, you have to exercise patience in this league. Uh, Carolina is a team that really mortgaged a lot, and uh, they got their quarterback. They have not surrounded that quarterback with much of anything. So – you know, to give up on Frank that quickly, is, it sends a very troubling message to the rest of the league and any prospective coaches who uh, might be candidates for that job. I mean, I've, I love Frank. I, I stayed in touch with Frank. Um, he said yesterday, I think, to a reporter that he probably won't coach again. We'll see about that. It is an addiction when you're in the NFL. You become addicted to being part of something, to, to the pace of the of the game, the pace of the lifestyle. Um, the addiction of the competition. So uh, Carolina, they don't have a first-round draft pick. They got a long, long way to go. And the idea is to surround Bryce Young with a good offensive line, with good receivers, with good – and it doesn't really appear they've done that. And that really is a tough spot for that young man. It really is, and that's why I say it a lot on this show. Thank God Jeffrey Lurie runs such a great organization because you see some of these organizations that they get in their own way. You know, they give up on Frank Reich that quickly with a young quarterback. To me, it's a mistake, but, hey, we'll see what happens out in Carolina. I know Reich may have mentioned he doesn't want to coach again, but I know his relationship with Nick. He was Nick's mentor. Nick speaks highly of him. So I wouldn't mind bringing in a guy like him as a consultant, similar to what they did with Vic Fangio last year, but we'll see what happens We'll see what happens there. Well, let me ask you, Dave, before I let you run, 49ers obviously are a good team. They have a good offense. They have a good defense. What do you want to see in this football game 
against both of those units by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, so there's, a, there's a statistic that's really telling to me. The Niners have a plus 11 in the turnover department, and that's tied for best in the league. And, you know, the Eagles got away with a couple on on Sunday, right? Turn, to giveaways that Buffalo turned into touchdowns. And I just, I just don't think you can do that against the Niners. We have been waiting for Philadelphia to play that best 60 minutes of the season. Now, I will continue to say that, you know, the goal is to get to 14 wins. I think 14 wins will you know, likely win the number one seed in the NFC. And that's all that matters, however you do it, whether you beat San Fran, whether you beat Dallas, however it happens, I'm fine with it. I just think the Niners are a really good football team. Eagles have to be. So how do you win? You win by playing your game. You win by being physical, by winning the line of scrimmage, by securing the football, by not giving up the X plays. I think that's something they did very well against Buffalo. I know the emphasis was on not letting Stefan Diggs go over the top and, and have big plays. And they didn't allow that to happen. Um, do, do you give up things within that? Yes. Yes. You give up things. So with San Francisco, you got to put Purdy in some uncomfortable situations. You got to stop CMC. I mean, he is just such a hard running, impressive running back, but you got to win the line of scrimmage and the Niners are good up front. Great on defense up front. Uh, classic matchup here. Look, don't turn the ball over. Win on special teams. The Eagles, by the way, let's talk a little, little plaudits here for, for Brian Johnson. And when I know how fans feel about Brian Johnson. The Eagles have scored touchdowns on 12 straight possessions in the red zone. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns on 12 straight possessions in the red zone. That's where you win this game. You win it by not turning the ball over. You win the red zone. You'd be more physical than the Niners. And the fans, bring it. Bring your A-plus game to this one. This is a huge game. Uh, and then the Eagles go on the road for two tough ones in Dallas, in Seattle. A win on Sunday would be huge. And you mentioned the red zone. That was one of the areas a lot of people were complaining about early in the season. The Eagles offense was in the bottom of the league. They started slowly moving their way up. They now sit at number five in the NFL at close to 63%. And they are number one, Dave, since week six at over 75%, I believe, in the red zone. So you're right. You score yeah. touchdowns in the red zone, you're going to win a lot of games in this league. And, and so. they're getting, you know, they're getting some running in, you know. We've seen now this the quarterback draws work twice in successive weeks, something that wasn't there early. When you run the ball in the red zone, you have success. It opens up everything. You're winning the line of scrimmage, and that's what's happening in the red zone for the Eagles, and that's what's got to continue here down the stretch. Love it. Well, Dave, as always, man, appreciate you joining the show. I know what you're about to give us, and I can't wait to hear it. Give it to us before you run out the door. Well, Bill, thanks so much for having me, and everyone, thanks for uh, taking the time out here. Let's enjoy the week. And on Sunday, go Birds! My man. There he is, Dave Spadaro, our Eagles insider. Always love when he joins the show. Go ahead, guys, hit that like button. I see Johnny Bottles calling for it in the chat. I appreciate you. We're going to take one quick break. When we come back, we'll finish like we do every show with a little Today in Sports History. And then, like I said, be ready for Sports Take because we got three hours coming up, me and Rob Ellis. We'll be right back, guys. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. 
Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Philly Sports Power Hour on this snowy Tuesday in Philadelphia. Appreciate all you guys here in the chat. Go ahead, hit that like button for me. We just had Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, on like we do every Tuesday. And tomorrow here on the show, like we're joined every Wednesday, we'll have Kayla Santiago do a little Eagles talk, get her opinion on the 76ers. She does a great job talking basketball, so we'll have her on. And then Thursday, hopefully, are Thursdays with Farzi. But stay tuned here on the Jacob Sports Network for Sports Take Next. I will be co-hosting for three hours with Rob Ellis. A lot to talk about there. But, guys, I know a lot of people are curious about Shaq Leonard and if the Philadelphia Eagles are going to bring him in. He's in Dallas today. There's reports by Adam Schefter that he is scheduled to meet with the Philadelphia Eagles later in the week. 
that's all dependent on whether or not he leaves Dallas without a deal. So keep monitoring that. But the big question with Shaq Leonard is how much does he have left? Is he the same linebacker he was before the back surgery? Because you look at his numbers, and he made an all-pro in 18, 20, and 21. But then in 2022, he had that back surgery. He only played three games. He's only played nine games this season. And we've talked about pro football focus. They are not the Bible, but they do a good job of breaking down these teams. Pro football focus had him graded at a 79 in 2021, which was his last all-pro year. Dropped all the way to a 40 in 2022. Again, he only played three games with that injury. But then so far in 2023, he's at a 60 grade. How much of that is playing for the Colts? How much of that is based off of the injury? Has it slowed him down? So those are big question marks. So the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm sure, are doing their homework. But for me, I'd bring them in simply for the depth. You need depth at that linebacker position because if Zach Cunningham can't go, we talked about it last night on the Legal Hands to the Face show. You got Christian Ellis and Nick Morrow, and then behind them, Ben Van Sumeren is your next linebacker. So the Philadelphia Eagles need to do something. And if you can sign Shaq Leonard and prevent him from signing with the Cowboys, that's a win-win right there. So we'll see. We'll keep monitoring that. We'll see how it goes. But, guys, like we end every show with a little Today in Sports History, this one was a little bit sad. For those hockey fans out there, you all know the Vesna Trophy, which goes to the best goaltender in the NHL. Well, on November 28th, 1925, George Vesna collapsed in net. He died four months later from tuberculosis. George Vesna, one of the best goaltenders of all time, died at the age of 39, collapsed in net today in 1925, and then was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Showed up to camp that year, I think had lost 38 pounds in a span of six weeks, and they didn't know what was going on with him. But the Vesna Trophy, named after Hall of Famer George Vesna to honor the best goaltender in the NHL. But, guys, as always, I appreciate you being here. We're going to end the show a little bit early today because now I got three hours with Rob Ellis on Sports Take. So we will see you guys there. Be sure to stay tuned. And like I said, if you missed the Legal Hands to the Face show last night, 90 minutes, talking Eagles, previewing the San Francisco 49ers game, you could check it out here on YouTube or any podcast platform you listen to your podcast, check out Legal Hands of the Face. You can download that, listen to it, give us a review. And be sure you're following me on Twitter at Bill Calarulo and Instagram at Legal Hands of the Face. I will see all of you tomorrow at 10 a.m. here on this Power Hour or in a few minutes on Sports Take. Have a good one, everybody. And as always, go Birds. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the Oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.